Hey there, welcome back to Dr. Me First, a podcast all about authentic conversations between female physicians. As always, I'm your super sassy host, Dr. Erin Wiseman, your colleague in medicine and your coach in life. And that is right. I am claiming it. I am your life coach. I'm going to bring you encouragement, inspiration, hope for the future, and fun to your life and your practice. My hope is that through these conversations with our female colleagues, you see that you are no longer alone in medicine. We speak light into dark places in medicine and into life. And this is a community all about truth speaking, life saving, and fierce females who are here to support and lift each other up. I'm so excited to bring you episode number 48 today. This is actually a twofer. I'm really excited to have these two ladies, Dr. Lane Patton and Dr. Holly Shrupberg. They are amazing ER physicians in Minneapolis who, about three years ago, started a food blog. And then they branched off and they started a dinner party group. Absolutely amazing. You're going to love the energy with this. And their word is community. So I hope by you listening to this episode that you feel like you have officially come into the Dr. Me First community. Because girl, I want you here. All right. Well, let's get into it. And don't forget to stick around for that kick of encouragement at the end. Here we go. They are my two guests today, and they are going to do a little bit of introduction, tell us about themselves before we jump into their words. So ladies, let's hear all about you. Okay. Well, I'm Lane Patton. I am an emergency physician in Minneapolis, Minnesota at a level one trauma center, and uh, I'm married. I have two kids and live uh, close to Minneapolis in a suburb. Um, we are the co-owners and creators of withtwospoons.com, uh, which is a food blog. And I will let my partner uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. And I'm Holly, Dr. Holly, <laughs> Dr. Shrepberg, the lady with the long name. <laughs> um, and I am also an emergency physician in Minneapolis. I have two awesome, funny, crazy young kids and an awesome, funny, crazy husband. And um, we, like Lane said, have a food blog, which we kind of started, uh, gosh, what, three years ago now? Yeah, maybe about three um, and a half. As we were sort of searching for something to do outside of medicine. And we wanted this challenge of like, what is something that we kind of love, but we don't really know a whole lot about? <laughs> and we loved food. We loved talking about recipes. And we knew nothing about web development or photography or anything like that. So we just sort of dove in. And now here we are. And it's really fun. We are definitely time learners. So that's what we do. You know, it's so amazing because really we are, we're super intelligent. And like, I know that they're saying sometimes that then we're like, ah, shit, we can't do that. But you're just an example of like, hey, we're going to try this and we're going to roll with it and just see where it goes. We knew nothing about having a website or running a blog or, oh, we could both cook. We could develop recipes. We had plenty of um, recommendations for people for food and what to eat and those kinds of things. But as far as like photography, oh boy, that was a, uh, that was a steep learning curve, we'll say. Web sign. Yeah. Still learning. We're still learning. We make lots of mistakes and we've learned just to like laugh about them a lot. We'll roll with it. Like yesterday I posted a recipe that was supposed to have panko breadcrumbs in it and a dear friend of ours texted and said, you didn't mean to write put 
panic into the recipe, did you? And I was like, well, maybe <laughs> if that's what it needs. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it just reminds us that we're all human. You know what I mean? When we make those kind of screw ups and um, I don't know about you guys, but it used to bother me more like, oh, you got to do that. And that little voice in your head, but just doing mindset work and running my own business and, you know, you just kind of let it start to roll and then you're like, oh, have fun with it. Exactly. Great. Well, tell me about your word and why you guys picked it today for us to talk about. Okay, well, unfortunately, Holly's maybe coming in a little cold on this because we didn't discuss a whole lot beforehand, but that's okay. Uh, Our word is community, and I think um, what we were trying, at least partially, to do when we started our food blog was to sort of get that part of ourselves that was creative, and in doing that, we needed to um, involve other people. And I think um, as emergency physicians, we work a lot of shifts, we're busy, we work a lot of nights and days and evenings, and we have completely chaotic schedules. And I think for both of us, building community, and especially through food, was important to us. And so we've tried to build a community both physically for ourselves, as well as virtually on our website um, to get people sort of into the kitchen and building their own communities and finding connections um, through food. Yeah, because I just, so I'm a good Midwest girl and you don't ever have a gathering or anything that involves other people that does not involve food. Oh, for right? sure. Just, for sure. It's just one of those things like that's just kind of, I mean, even the other day I was like getting ready to go to, um, I have a group called Women in Medicine. It's uh, the local female physicians in my area meet together. You know, the first thing out of my mouth was, what can I bring? Yep. Yep. You know, so I'm so glad that you've married her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me more about your building of your physical community and what that's done for your practice in life. I think, you know, it's interesting. We're at a wellness conference right now that's sort of focusing on, it's called balanced with the last two, you know, (laughs) the E and the D capitalized. It's not for emergency providers, but I think one thing that we have done in in part of this, um, and I give credit to another one of our co-physicians for actually getting it off the ground, but we have um, created a group of 10 women where uh, four times a year, we have a like traveling dinner party. And it's a pretty big, like elaborate thing. It's, there's rules. (laughs) We we had to institute rules. Eight to 10 courses. There's a theme and we work in pairs. And um, so every quarter, a different pair prepares this dinner for the other eight women. And it has evolved into this like amazing night that we all look forward to. Everyone gets scheduled off months in advance and you do not miss it. Like this is a it is commitment. Yes. Um, but it has become this night of like the most amazing therapy. (laughs) You know, it's amazing food, it's wonderful wine and drinks, but it's really just this really incredible community. And it's all we're all physicians. And so I think there's that ability to sort of the guard is down right away you don't have to explain a lot of things and you sit down with this amazing food, which I think opens people up a lot. When you have something that you can kind of start a conversation with that's easy and open and everyone is involved with, then naturally I think the night kind of goes to the harder things without any um, push. It's really, it's been really fantastic. We all really love it. And the group of women that we're with is um, ranging in age. We're, um, we're all mothers now. but as we started, we weren't, and mm-hmm. it's, um, it's been fantastic. 
And what said at dinner club stays at dinner club. So that's a real important thing to have some, (laughs) to have some trust and, you know, you can be honest about your feelings and you don't have to be sunshine and rainbows. And um, I think it's really helped a lot of us through particular parts of, uh, I hate to, the word gets thrown around a lot, especially at this conference, but uh, burnout in our lives and like how to- Girl, you're talking to the burnout coach. I mean, and it's just sort of a, a way to be creative and spontaneous and to get, like I said, more connection amongst those of us who do really hard things. You know, and what I think it's so amazing is that the research is finally catching up with these kind of things. Because right now, that right there, what you guys are doing and have been doing for years is exactly one of the solutions that is being brought forth in the medical community to help with burnout. Because, um, you know, there's so much shame, there's so much guilt in medicine, and then there's so much where we are unable to open ourselves up and bear our burdens and our wounds. Wounds, yeah. that if we don't have a safe place to unpack that in, that's what it piles up to. And then you start spiraling down, down, down into the pit of burnout. So I commend you guys for just taking this on and doing it and, and adopting it in a way that feels really true to you, you know, with having, mm-hmm. you know, the, the dinner party that you prepare once a year, and then you participate in the other three times and bringing your love of food into it, I think is absolutely amazing. That's one of my huge pushes as I'm working with doctors through burnout is that's what I'm asking them. Like, who is your community? Who is your shoulders? Like you need that. And if you don't have it, that's the really cool thing about the internet. And like you were talking about your virtual community, like Mm -hmm. then going there and meeting other female physicians and forming online groups for Mm -hmm. which you can still have, because it's so huge for us to, to get over shame. The antidote to shame is vulnerability. Yeah. Well, and we're really lucky in that we practice in a group that at least when we joined was 50% women. It's a little bit less now for a a whole bunch of reasons. Um, not actually related to being a woman, but we sort of had a little bit of a built-in social support and we really took that and ran with that. I think being a female physician can be very isolating, especially if say you're in a clinic and you don't have that group around you or you're out you know, as a surgical subspecialist and you're more practicing on your own and you don't have that community. And I think it, you have to kind of remind people that you have to take the time to build that community because when you are about to fall, that community is everything. Well, you have to find your tribe. You have you know, to find like your tribe. It may not be food. You're may, you're, you know, I also have a, a book club of female physicians, and um, that has also been a great way for some people that are not in our emergency medicine group and aren't maybe food, maybe not their thing, um, to sort of build that community and feel like they have you know, people to talk to. For us, the 10 of us in our supper club, we're all foodies, and we love to cook, and we love to create with food. And so that's been a real sort of binding thing for us, but it doesn't really matter what you decide to choose as your binder. See, I like getting outside and camping. So I run a group called Women in the Wild. So what a great name for a group too. (laughs) Is it just a local group? We've got a friend that would be very interested in that. So far, it's just mostly been local um, here in Indiana and a few people from Illinois and Kentucky, but it's open to anybody. And it's cheap too. I don't charge (laughs) like huge amounts. I make it reasonable for for every woman to show up. And so that's been my mission. I would love to make it more... um, 
female physician focus, but there's just not a lot of us in Southern Indiana. So um, we're about 30% of the physician population. Um, and like you said, it gets very, it can be very isolating um, to be practicing medicine when you are kind of alone or when you feel like maybe it's just you and the boys. And yeah. so that's why I think it's great what you guys are doing. And hopefully my audience will take away like, hmm, maybe I need to do that. I know a group that um, they're very committed to like CrossFit and I, I'm a Spartan racer. So there's people, you know, that find their tribe within that, um, you know, and I think that's the beauty of the internet, but I also think that's a detriment sometimes because then I, I feel like people get like FOMO, the fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so I think that's really good for you to have that focus, like back to your immediate physical to be like, no, I'm getting community, you know, I'm doing the supper club. Well, I think the other thing with the supper club is like starting your own is simple, right? It, you don't have to do eight courses no. like we do. You don't have to make it, you know, crazy. Have everyone bring a dish and make it a potluck. I mean, it doesn't have to be work for people if that's not sort of your focus or that's not something that you love to do. Like for us, it brings us joy. So that's why we do it. Uh, but certainly, you know, someone that maybe wasn't into food, you know, do a potluck. Everyone bring one dish and... There's your supper club. You know, one of the funny ones that I did one time, uh, so when it was when I was a resident and uh, working with a group of nurses that I loved, I organized dip day and we all brought in like so many dips. It was amazing, yes. but it was like the worst afternoon of my life. Like I wanted to curl up in a corner. Like I had the worst heartburn and like the need for a nap after dip day. That's, that's probably a tough one to recover from. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, exactly. It is just, it is amazing. And it and it's good to recognize those things within your heart that light you up. And it sounds like you guys definitely have done that. I think we've been lucky in finding that and finding a community of women that, you know, enjoy different things, but also the same things. And I think one of the things too that I was going to add that I think has been really successful for us in making this something that is um, really like sustaining is that we don't do it too often mm -hmm. that it's it's four times a year and so it is this commitment that gets put on the calendar you know months ahead of time and it is it is something we look forward to right um but it's not something that stresses me out like it's not like oh every tuesday i have to make this or it's right. something that i right. get to do and it's a special treat and it feels um important and special and and that to me actually the timing has been really great and i really as a you know busy mom and doc and individual who is a little bit of an introverted extrovert, um, not yeah. having that pressure to like constantly be at something has actually been a really great balance for that. Right. If that sounds weird, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> and we actually do, there's, so there's 10 of us. So there's five groups and at the, the sixth time slot. So every 18 months, we actually go, go to out. a restaurant. Yeah. So that all of us are sort of in a different um, season the next time. So you're, if you can be somewhat seasonal, uh, but it's also a little bit of a like stress relief. No one has to do anything yeah. at a time other than show up. And that means you're really only cooking once every 18 months, which is not that much. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big day when you do it and it's an all day affair, but um, yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, I think that's such a great point that you bring up, Holly, is like, because you know all of us, or most of us, like when we get a good thing, we like want to push it through to the next level, you know, yeah. and be like, oh, I need so much more of this in my life. And like, totally like, then 
something that goes from a pleasure to a burden. Yeah. And so I applaud you guys for like holding that and being like, no, really, we just we need to keep it, you know, quarterly. And I love you guys. And if you need me in the meantime, get a hold of me, but let's hold our boundaries with that. Yeah. That it has been, I think, and I think some of it came out of, I mean, to be truthful, it was a happy accident and it's, it's all because yeah. scheduling 10 ER doctors off in the same night <laughs> is, is a little bit of a challenge. And so logistically yeah. that's how it had to start. But I think we've come to appreciate like the, um, the sort of importance of it being this standalone special, special thing. So mm-hmm. that's not to say that there isn't a like near daily tech stream with all of us. Sure. Sure. But, um, you know, I think that that larger community um, time is is more spread out. Here's an interesting thing that just popped in my head. So I've been doing a lot of work in my local area specifically for female physicians. And I usually almost get that like snarky comment about what about the guys? Have you guys gotten that at all? So that's interesting because um, I'm pretty good friends with one of the other guys in our group. Yeah. I mean, our group is fabulous. Our our guys are awesome. Yeah, they really are. And he has asked a couple of times, like, well, why can't I join? And as much as we would love to have him, that would not um, it, it would not work. I mean, let's be fair. What we talk about is a lot of female specific issues, and so um, I think that the guys in our group, luckily. Um, respect us enough and realize that our issues are different, that they're just happy we're doing something to keep us happy. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, we tell them frequently, because we also do baby showers and wedding showers and, you know, for the greater group, because there's more than 10 of us in the group. Um, but we just always tell them like, hey, start your own thing. You, you guys can start your own thing. You can use recipes from our blog, like start your own thing. And they're just not planners. Well, and that's what I've pushed back on too. Like, I'm not saying that you can't do your thing. You go, you do it. But it's just been interesting. Um, One of the local hospital administration, you know, that it's a big focus. They're wanting to get more physician engagement. And they've seen how over the last um, over a year by doing this group that has really benefited um, female colleagues. And so now they're coming to me as their like resident wellness expert. And I'm like, (laughs) you can't lead a horse to water. You know what I mean? Like if this is something that they want to do, you know, then great, let's do it. Let's I'll help organize it. But I'm with you too. It's almost like, um, the comments that I've gotten have been for them, for some of the guys, they feel like they're missing out, but yet they don't want to take on planning or being, being kind of the lead point on that. And I think part of it is perhaps they find their vulnerability in different ways. Yes. And I think the other thing too is, um, you know, through these groups that are happening around the country, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talking and, um, sometimes our male partners are not so good about that. I mean, as far as unleashing all their feelings and, and, you know, processing, some people are more thinkers as processors and some people are more verbal as processors. And so I kind of go back to my administration. I'm like, well, what do they really need? Because yeah. I think that's where you need to focus rather than trying to assume what they want. Well, and this yeah, is, this is a point. big generalization, but I think we've talked about a lot of uh, this a lot recently, especially being both of us headed off to conferences, leaving our husbands alone with the kids. 
my husband would think not, he would think twice about leaving me alone with the kids only because of my schedule, but we just have different issues. When I'm at work, I'm thinking about work. The birthday party this weekend, uh, is someone picking the kid up from school? How's he going to get to Ninja Warrior? I'm thinking about 45 things. When my husband's at work, he's maybe answering his texts, but maybe not. And he's thinking about one thing and that's work. And he is a very good compartmentalizer, which I think, I, I don't know if that's a skill or, or, my way of being able to to multitask is a skill. I'm not sure which way is better, but we think very differently. And I think that it, it's just something that you kind of have to embrace. So our conversations about, you know, our sort of mental load are not really going to be that interesting to the guys. And I think they're going to feel attacked. And that's not really the point. We're not really trying to attack anybody or say anyone's right or wrong. I think we just have slightly different issues. Mm-hmm. You need what you need, and it's going to be a little bit different. And that's my other quote that I always love using is that fair is not always equal. Like, it's yes. not a, a tit for tat type of thing. And so to have something fair, uh, you've got to really evaluate and know what that person really needs. Right. I, I honestly don't feel like we've gotten really any, like, negative pushback from the guys. No, like, yeah, I actually much. think it's, they've, it's joking. They've asked it's, us for recipes. I mean, we've, yeah, yeah. we've definitely been like, listen, you want to make a nice dinner for your wife? Yep. Here's our website. Check out this, this recipe. This is what you should do. Like, go get this. And um, and I definitely, I felt like it's been more like that. They're really excited about sort of like, yeah. oh, what can we do to impress impress this? Or, you know, who yeah. can be whatever. And, and even our scribes our now scribes. actually are, are like, <laughs> hitting us up for recipes that they can make, you know, on a budget or as they're coming up for school. And that's been really fun to sort of see that community extend and expand in ways that I think I never anticipated when right. we started the blog. Like we have really a female fun. colleague who's out here now with us who we love dearly, but she is not a cook and she will admit that readily. And her goal this year is yeah. to make one, one thing a month from our blog, one yeah. recipe a month. And she, uh, she's, already she's done January she's done February and sweetest thing it, it's adorable and she'll text us afterwards with pictures and I think it's giving her some confidence which is awesome because people think that cooking is a really intimidating thing and it does not have to be no it's so fun I tell people cooking is edible organic chemistry and I yes. love it <laughs> yes the way that I look at it as an ER doctor is like, listen, if I screw up in my job, very bad things happen. Right. If I screw up in the kitchen, oh, well, I throw out a sheet of cookies. It's fine. Right. No big deal. <laughs> Start yeah. over again. Start Even over. those those mushrooms may have cost $10 a pound. <laughs> yes. Right. That's right. And don't you dare, husband, use yes. my organic unsalted butter for whatever it is you're doing over there. Right. So you do not use it for those crappy cookies. You use it for the good cookies. Right. <laughs> Yeah, don't none of your toast. That doesn't touch none of your toast. I love it. I love it so much. So if any of my listeners are like, oh my God, I need to find out more about this, tell me where they can hang out with you. You can find us also on our blog, which is uh with two spoons.com. And we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all with the handle with two spoons. And we are also on Pinterest oh, at, yes. at With Two Spoons. <laughs> so feel free to follow and pin uh, whatever you'd like. Perfect. And the two, is it spelled out or is it the number two? T-W-O. Yep. Okay. 
Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking time away from your wellness conference. I hope maybe that this kind of infuses a little bit more in there. You're hanging out with one of my favorite people, uh, Dr. Charmaine Gregory. She's there. That's whose conversation we were. That's why we were, that's why we were like, can we be 10 minutes late? Because she was speaking. Yeah, she's phenomenal. She's been on the podcast too, and I've been on her, and I love everything that she is doing, and I'm so proud of what she's advocating for in emergency medicine. So you guys go enjoy the rest of the conference. I'm going to go upstairs and maybe make myself some lunch now since I've been inspired by you all, and we will have to touch back soon. We would love that. Are you all ready to go make some chocolate chip cookies with me after hearing Dr. Lane and Dr. Holly talk. I don't know about you, but I loved everything that they had to talk about. Supper Club, about their food blog with two spoons, and just the energy that they are bringing to their emergency medicine group about focusing more on wellness as a part of sustainable living. So kudos to those ladies. Oh my gosh, I love it. And so now for your kick of encouragement, I ask you, where is your tribe? Where are you finding joy and community and connection with other people? If you're doing it, I want to hear about it. I want to hear about as many of these physician groups that are going on around the country, be it food, be it around some sort of activity, exercise, crochet, sporting event, whatever it is. I want to hear from you what you are doing with your physician tribe and community. And hey, if you're one of those kind of people who are like, God damn it, I don't know where my community is. Girl, you have found it. It is here. I offer every single month free colleague to colleague calls. These are a chance for you and I to get together and to just talk about these issues and form a connection to help you work through maybe where do you need to find some connection? What are your hangups with asking for help and who might that be in your area? So I encourage you, if you don't have community, you now don't have an excuse. You click the button that says colleague to colleague call in the show notes and we are going to make it happen. So remember with all of this, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. It 100% does. Hang in there and we'll talk soon. Bye.